operate um, gravitation, the power of the force of gravitation, as we call it <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> or as Purana described, to to hold all the uh, all the planets in uh, their place. <laughs> so he approached. He approached Ananta Shesha with many hoods, and he said, "Can you please do this?" So naturally, he's asking, "How long?" He said, "Well, just count my qualities. When you're done, then you can let it go." <laughs> <laughs> so it's been uh, 150 trillion years so far, <laughs> and he's uh, still <laughs> counting. <clears throat> so we will have two days <laughs> to count some of Krishna's qualities. <clears throat> and although certainly we can't, uh, still Rupa Goswami gives 64 prominent. So maybe we'll, we can discuss uh, these 64 prominent qualities of Krishna. And <clears throat> there are many blessings, many places which describe that if you meditate on Krishna's qualities, it is the source of all uh, good fortune in life. Not only in your life, but also for the whole neighborhood, for the whole state, for the whole country, and for the whole humanity. And even the demigods also are happy. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya 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 What is true wealth? asks Uddhava in Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 19. And Krishna says, true wealth is to have good qualities. Guna dhyā. Uh, guna in Sanskrit has several meanings. Guna can mean uh, one of the modes of nature, or most uh, common, most uh, well-known meaning of the term. Guna can mean equality, inequality. Or, guna can also mean a good quality. So one of the names of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is guna grahi. grahi. He is adosha darshi. Faults he doesn't see. Adosha darshi. You have any faults? No worries. He, he, don't, he, he doesn't look at them. But he's guna grahi. If you have any good qualities, he will find. Even if you don't have, he still will find. <laughs> That's the power of, of uh, our merciful Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees. That's actually a characteristic, a characteristic of uh, Mahatamatma's Maha uh, vision. The greatest soul can find good qualities even if there aren't any. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Krishna obviously is Bhagavan. Krishna obviously is the richest. And 
uh, if you take his own, his own definition, it must mean he must have good qualities. So, naturally, he has infinite good qualities. Uh, literally, literally infinite. So, as you mentioned, Ananta Shesha, with uh, uh, unlimited tongues, unlimited mouths, glorifies his unlimited qualities and cannot even see the end of it. <clears throat> Still, uh, in um, uh, The Nectar of Devotion, by Srila Rupa Goswami, we have a list of 64 qualities. So, that was Rupa Goswami's mission. <clears throat> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu requested, can you please uh, compose Bhakti Shastras? He gave him several, several tasks. One of them was to discover uh, Krishna's pastime places in Vrindavan. And another was to write Bhakti Shastras. So they are Nana Shastra Vichara Naika Nipunao. Nipuna, they are uh, what means Nipun? Expert. expert. They are very expert in uh, studying Shastra. So you can see, every Shastra they write, they will have some quote from some Purana, some, some uh, more or less known text, and then, if necessary, they will clarify with their own text, with their own verse. So Rupa Goswami, having consulted various scriptures, he, he uh, makes a list of 64 64 qualities in the Nectar of Devotion. So this is the southern part of the Nectar of Devotion. <clears throat> we are lucky. We have Srila Prabhupada. He has uh, given us the Nectar of Devotion. It was, he said, was it uh, Mother Yamuna? He, he, he said to that uh, this is his favorite book. He said this is his favorite book, Srila Prabhupada. I forgot which some lady disciple of Srila Prabhupada asked Srila Prabhupada and said this is his favorite book. So if, if, uh, if uh, Krishna book or Bhagavatam is non different from Krishna, then being the nectar of devotion, I guess this is non different from Srimadhi Radharani, I guess, right? And it has, it's a notion. So Bhakti, Rasa, Amrita, Sindhu. Uh, there is an ocean of nectar. In the introduction, Prabhupada says that. Uh, Expert devotees become like sharks in the ocean. Because poor Mayavadis and impersonalists, they are trying to merge. We don't want that. We are uh, training to be sharks <laughs> swimming in that ocean. <clears throat> so <laughs> we can say a dolphin also, no problem. But uh, a specific word shark is used. So. If they ask you, what did you study? You can say, we were studying how to navigate the ocean of nectar as a shark. And we were training to, to, to be a big shark. <laughs> I think tycoon, right? It's like a financial magnate. One of the meanings is uh, like something connected. Shark, they say, they're a business shark, yeah? <clears throat> so we are nectar sharks. <laughs> not aggressive, not violent. <laughs> we are just... Uh, uh, swimming in the nectar. So there are four sides of this ocean. East, south, west, and north. It's also uh, perfectly done. So east is usually what we study for the Bhakti Shastra, 19 chapters. So general description of Bhakti. What Bhakti is, what are the qualities of Bhakti, what is the practice of Bhakti. That's something auspicious, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is AC. Yeah? 
So that's what we studied. And then we have uh, most of that first Eastern part. There are 19 chapters. We have one chapter about Brahma, two chapters about Bhava, uh, and the rest are about sadhana, how to practice. So the south, the west, and the north of the nectar of devotion is for Bhakti Bhai Baba, for the next uh, levels of systematic study. Uh, we do have southern part on our vihe.org by Bhakti Chaitanya Swami. In, he was a pioneer many years ago. And then, so we have, I think, two, two seminars there on the southern part. So southern part, so west is the five rasas. This is unique. Prabhupada puts it in the introduction to the Bhagavad Gita. He starts the Bhagavad Gita with it. He says, with God, you can be friends. You can be a servant. This is very interesting. Some, uh, uh, something very interesting. gives an, an interesting translation to Shantaras and Dasyarasa. He says, you can be in active servitude or passive servitude. He translates uh, Shantarasa as passive servitude. Meaning you accept the superiority of uh, Krishna, super-excellence of the Lord, but you are not actively serving. You are subordinate and subservient, but not actively. So that's Shanta, peace. <clears throat> then service, and then friendship. But also you can be parents to Krishna. And you can be lovers with Krishna. So from the very beginning, Srila Prabhupada reveals in his books something unique, something that very rarely we can, we can uh, uh, even think of in any, in any other path. And I don't know if you have had this, you might have taken interest in something transcendental. Maybe you were uh, meditating, contemplating who is God. then oftentimes we may feel something is lacking. Oftentimes we feel that um, we want to know more. If you, if you follow some Abrahamic uh, schools, um, which are Judaism, Christianity, and uh, Islam, uh, then obviously you are taught to surrender to God and love God, but what does he do? How does he look? What are his qualities? You want to know, don't you? Not much is said about it in uh, all the texts from all those traditions. I was a Buddhist somehow in my search uh, for the answers to life's questions, actually, by the influence of uh, an illustrious American, Goro Vidal, his book Creation was translated uh, into Ukrainian. There was a, a magazine that was publishing book, books that have, had not been translated by anybody else. And there he 
mostly gives a mostly imaginary story, but he describes some tenets. He describes uh, Confucius, uh, Taoism, the creation of civilization, basically. That's, that's his idea. And I was very attracted by his description of Buddhism as a, an answer to what we often uh, perceive in this world. You may know the Four Noble Truths of Buddhism, this that existence is suffering Hare Krishna. Yeah. <laughs> As devotees, we would add material existence, right? Not all of it. There is an alternative. Then this, this, they call, like yesterday evening, that was the discussion, the cause of suffering are desires. Also natural, right? Attachments, desires, false ego, identifications. We would add material desires. To be more precise, yes. Uh, and to stop suffering, remove desires. Again, we would add material desires, right? Because uh, Prabhupada says, how can you kill desires? Desires are the symptom of life. <clears throat> so we have a positive alternative. So <clears throat> I was attracted by veracity, by how well it represents what we see around actually growing in the communist place. <laughs> it was a double prison, you know, prison of the material world plus behind the iron curtain and uh, couldn't even, I mean, just possessing this book, you could end up in prison. Just, just having it, right? <clears throat> so it was prison uh, to the high degree, to the third degree. degree. But, I always, so I wanted to get nirvana, moksha, liberation. I wanted to be free. Do you want to be free? Does it sound like an interesting proposition? We have to specify free from what? <laughs> okay, from suffering. And uh, the biggest suffering, the biggest suffering is meaninglessness. Meaninglessness, right? The def definition of torture, torture is they force you to do meaningless, uh, useless things. You see no purpose. You see, don't see why. What's the point? It's running in circles. But I always thought, okay, um, you get nirvana, you get free, but what's on the other side? What's on the other side after that line of freedom? It must be something. You, you can't, uh, some Buddhists try to be dogmatic and they say, no, there is no I. Or they say, they say, they say, I is the disease. We also say similar, but we say false I, false ego. And this material world is the medicine. Your task is to combine them in such a way that both the medicine and disease both disappear. Sounds very philosophically fascinating. Wow, both disappear. So at least pain goes, right? But uh, if I disappear, then whose pain has disappeared? Where I am, right? And uh, what's, what's in it for me, right? Uh, uh, has to, who, who, who reincarnates? So these are, in fact, not philosophical, these 
Buddhism, Mayavad, impersonalism, all of these, all of these philosophical schools, in fact, are not really philosophies. They're not really philosophical, they are psychological. They are just uh, offering some reframing philosophy or outlook or worldview that helps you reduce suffering. In Shunyavad, you look at some, at some pain and you think, ah, it's all empty anyway. <laughs> that is empty, I'm empty, our connection is empty, and this emptiness is also empty. Ah. <laughs> or uh, in, in, in personalism, uh, you say, ah, anyway, I am you and you are me and we are all together. Was it Ringo Star? I think this is where he sings Hare Krishna, right? <laughs> it's where it, some penguin singing Hare Krishna, something, right? <laughs> uh, so, impersonalists uh, find solace in thinking, yeah, he hurt me, but actually I'm God, and he's God, and everything is God, so it's okay. I shouldn't suffer too much. <laughs> so, philosophically, it makes no sense. Philosophically, it's nonsense <laughs> to explain the world. But psychologically, it helps you get a little comfort. However, if you are a philosopher, if you do look for the truth, you will ask, okay, so what's on the other side? So all the time I, I, I was practicing Buddhism, even living in the forest and going to a Buddhist monastery, I, I was uh, convinced inside that that's the um, <clears throat> statement to remove the false existence, the false ego, the false desires, the false reality, uh, the false conceptions, misconceptions. And because they are so deeply entrenched, therefore everything is denied there. But on the other side, there will be some brilliant, beautiful, wonderful, real world. Or is this indescribable? We also say indescribable. Yeah? You say, Atakshi Krishna Namadi Nabhavagrahyam Indriya. You can't even perceive Krishna's name. How are you Dharma? But you say, you can't hear. Krishna's name. You can't see Krishna's form. You say, please come to the temple, see Krishna. And then you come and you say, you can't. You cannot. Sorry. Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, you know, quoted in every book, Atakshi Krishna Namadi, name, form, qualities, you can't. With the eyes, with the ears, with the mind, with the words, impossible. We say it. Brahma says, Brahma says, no, neither I nor Shiva. Even Krishna himself <laughs> can't uh, fully find the end of his uh, qualities and nature. Achintya, you say, achintya, unimaginable. And that's how it should be. Right? Martin Buber says, God who can be known is not interesting to me. <laughs> for, for me, I'm not interested to know God who, who, is, who can be known. Krishna in the chapter 13. Arjuna is asking, what's Gyeya? Gyeya. What's the object of knowledge? Uh, and, and Krishna says, Bahiram Dashchakun, Bhutanam Antar Avastyata Avigyayam. He says, the object of knowledge is the unknowable. This you should understand. The unknowable. What you should know? The unknowable. <laughs> so, uh, Bhaktira Samadhi Sindhu says, you can't. However, Sevon Mukhe, Hijivado, 
Svayameva spuratyadaha. Yes. Uh, when you start serving seva unmukha. Unmukha. <coughs> Can you uh, kindly, all of you, pantomime to me silently eagerness to do something nice for Krishna? Silently. Can you please assume the posture of somebody who wants to do something for Krishna? No. Can you please look like somebody who wants? There's Krishna and you want to do something. Okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, un mukha. Un means up, mukha, face. You are, that's eagerness. Un mukha. Seva un mukha, right? If uh, you don't want, uh, how, would, how will it look? <laughs> right? <clears throat> That's parangmukha uh, or vimukha. In the material world, we are, we are all vimukha. We are turning away. And uh, Bhaktisandarbha says, every process of yoga is to turn our face towards Krishna. That's what yoga means. <clears throat> so Rupa Goswami says, seva, seva unmukha, when we are unmukha, I want to please Krishna. I want to do something for Krishna. Then he can, sporadi, he can reveal himself. Manifest, um, make himself present in your eyes, first in the ear, then uh, in your eyes, in the heart, and um, in, in, in your relationships on, on every, every level. So yes, we also say he's, he's inconceivable. However, but uh, if but because he is God, we can't say that he cannot uh, make uh, manifest himself. Krishna says in the Gita that you can't understand me, but I can reveal myself to you. That avaroha uh, panta, not aroha, not by my strength. And sometimes when Christians criticize something about Indian philosophy, they criticize, uh, it's called a straw man argument. They criticize what we don't say. They say that, oh, India, they try to, uh, to capture God by their own strength, expertise, meditation, power, and perfection. No, <laughs> that's not us. <laughs> Uh, at least that's not the Vedic path. The Vedic path. Vedeshu durlabam, adurlabam atma bhakta. By that, very difficult. But if you uh, attract Krishna by love, Srila Prabhupada says, even if I am a rascal, Srila Prabhupada says, I'm, I can be the worst rascal. But if I want to serve, then Radharani says, Krishna, he wants to. Uh, Rajkumar wants to offer you uh, uh, his 16 rounds. Please accept. And Prabhupada said, even, even if I'm the total rascal, the, the worst rascal, Krishna has to accept. <laughs> because Shivati, he said, in Rindavan, he says, put the flower not in Krishna's hand, but in Radharani's hand. Because if you put it in Radharani's hand, the flower in, in Radharani's hand, Krishna has to accept. <laughs> he can't refuse Radharani's offering. So Bhakti is under auspices of Shimati Radharani, and she can invest, get her 
mercy through devotees, through uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He, she comes uh, with Krishna as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Goranga. <clears throat> and then they send Srila Prabhupada all over the world, and then they send you all over the world. And now you all are part of Goranga Lila. We are in the most exciting moment of history where we can join, where we can add our effort to Goranga Lila and become part of spreading Krishna's mercy. Krishna doesn't decide where mercy goes, you decide. Is it good? As they say in uh, Bengal, not good, it's very good. Balona <laughs> Kubal. <laughs> so I suggest, since we are in the forest, aren't you? How about we inhale, inhale our full uh, four liters, two liters, six liters, whoever has how much, <laughs> and raise our arms and say, Go! some interest but we wanted to know what's on the other side we wanted to know can you tell us more about Krishna what are his qualities so this is what Srila Prabhupada says we know his name we know his address we know his uh, hobbies <laughs> you know everything he does there was one so many stories like this but there was one story how book distributors ring on the door and then uh, uh, the person opens the door and he says, you have brought books? Yes? Oh, thank you. Please, come in, come in. Uh, where are the books? Uh, how, how much can I give you for the books? How many books do you have? Uh, do you have more? So the devotees were, you know, they were a little uh, startled. That's not your normal uh, reception. <laughs> any distributed books <clears throat> so they asked uh, it looks like you were expecting us he said yes uh, you warned me and they said War warned you what do you mean we warned you he said I have finished reading the Bible and I was very inspired and I was uh, praying oh God oh Lord please I want to know more I want to know your names I want to know your pastimes I want to know your uh, spiritual abode spiritual kingdom please uh, reveal to me, reveal more to me, kindly. And last night, in a dream, uh, two effulgent angels came and said, tomorrow we will bring you books with more knowledge. Right? And now you are here. So, you know, it's, uh, 
Vietnam and Bata, Victor, they looked at each other. And, oh. <coughs> Why not? <laughs> but uh, it's it's a it's uh, not infrequent experience. Sometimes people are very eager, they are looking, and then Krishna sends. Who has this experience? That you were looking for more, you were looking for answers, and then as you were looking, then Krishna, Krishna sent you. Okay? So we are aiming at transcendence. We are aiming at something unachievable. Krishna is unachievable. Yato ap. Uh, Aprapya nivartante mana vacho sahamanasa from the Upanishads. The senses, the demigods, the mind, they went to try and meet God and couldn't and came back. Avan manasa gochara, Bhagavatam says, can't be perceived by the mind or described by words. Or, uh, that uh, there is no sun of uh, there is no sunlight means you can't see with the eyes there is no moonlight moon uh, rules the mind can't imagine and if you do imagine it's wrong <laughs> uh, you can't uh, there is no uh, fire and fire rules uh, power of speech so you cannot describe Actually, you can't. But if we uh, try to please him by bhakti, serve him, he will be happy to reveal. He's eager. Uh, Bhagavatam 1 2, 17, Prabhupada writes Krishna is more eager to bring us back than we can ever desire. Prabhupada says, uh, mostly nobody wants. <laughs> But if you do want, then you have more, fa- more help than you can imagine. Kunti's uh, prayers, Prabhupada says, Krishna's, Krishna is more merciful than a conditioned soul can imagine. Can you imagine? You can't. <laughs> and, he, and he has more mercy. So Krishna's qualities <clears throat> and uh, names is this very merciful extension of Krishna's help to us, to help us uh, meditate upon him, approach him, uh, find solace, comfort, joy in our heart, reconnect with our eternal uh, friend, the best friend and lover and master. And we have everything. We have everything. As Address, name, everything. And these qualities uh, they are also Krishna's names. You can, you can see Krishna's uh, character. So you can. They are coming in the southern part. So southern part describe western part describe the five relationships, main relationships. Northern part seven, secondary. Usually seven secondary is a challenge. Can we remember what are the seven secondary? I'll tell you one. Humor. Or Hasse. Chivalry. Vivatsa, Gastliness. Yes. That's three. 
Wonder, Adbuta, yes. Wonder, Adbuta, Rasa. Anger, Raudra, yes, that's five. Two more. Huh? Pain. 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 There is one, it starts with F, uh, but not pain. Fear. Bayanaka. And normally, normally we forget one. One of them. Huh? Dread. Dread, that's fear. That's one of them. Somehow, it, I don't know, it's some, some funny magic. Usually we remember six or eleven, but one of them gets lost. <laughs> I do remember, but maybe you will also remember. That's the rasa. Yes? Karuna. Karuna, mercy. That's uh, tragedy, pity, that's actually the rasa of Ramayana. We have Ramayana right the next, uh, in the temple. That's the rasa of the whole Ramayana. And they are all immaterial, because normally uh, tragedy is not so inspiring in itself, uh, unless it's cathartic, purifying. <clears throat> but um, Ramayana has been inspiring everybody for millennia. Yoga science says it proves it's not good. So that's the northern part. And southern part is the recipe. How to cook rasa. Five, you need five ingredients. Five ingredients mixed properly and you get rasa. So what are the five ingredients? So that's the southern part. So uh, one of them is Stai Baba. Do you want me to write it? Just so it looks more scientific. <laughs> uh, so this is <clears throat> stai, so you may know uh, steady steady stai bala stai bala means steady basis so these are the 12 rasas basically 12 steady uh, prevalent tastes then uh, another very famous ingredient Vyabichari or Sanchari transitory there are 33 listed so these are transitory flavors like flavors so they could be like uh, humility, grief, pride. Uh, so in themselves, they just add spice to that sweetness. So 33 are. So they are spices. Then a very famous one is a very famous one is uh, how? Sadhikabhavas. Eight Sadhikabhavas. So these are ecstasies. Uh, when when uh, your hair stands on end, your voice is choking, tears are uh, flowing from your eyes, color changes. So this, this is when some of those uh, ecstatic emotions mix with some of the uh, elements, some of the pranas and elements of the body then you get some of these ecstasies. So eight main ecstasies. Uh, and they are sometimes called vikaras, transformations. 
because you look different. You start crying. You, you choke. You can't speak. You have, you know, uh, in ecstasy. Or you get stunned, like Shiva Prabhupada several times was in uh, one's when chanting uh, Chayoda Madhava. Another one is this famous uh, address on arrival in Atlanta when he said, Oh, Gornita is so merciful. They are so merciful. And he chokes and he starts crying and cannot continue. Sometimes, uh, so, so this is one of the one of the manifestations, one of the ingredients of rasa. Another one is <clears throat> anubhava, actions. Like, uh, for example, you hear that Krishna is very merciful, and he sends his mercy for or Radharani is very merciful. Radharani is the compassionate uh, nature of Krishna. And the best, uh, topmost uh, personification of compassion or manifestation of compassion uh, we see in Shimati Radharani. And she's Krishna's heart. And you hear about this, and you can't control, and you say, Jai Jai Shri Radhe. You can't control it. <laughs> so <laughs> yourself, yourselves. So uh, when you or or you start dancing or you start singing or you think, oh, Krishna is going to be hungry. I'm I want to cook for Krishna. I will feed Krishna, or I will go and dress Krishna. And you may recognize that for a perfect devotee, this is anu bhava. You have bhava and then anu. After that, you do something. And for a sadaka, it is our sadhana. Until we have love, we do it uh, for Krishna to practice, to kindle, uh, to rekindle, to recover, um, reinvigorate, to, to uh, help our natural love arise in, in heart. So for us, this is sadhana, for them, this is anunhava. Or does it go cook for Krishna, dress Krishna on the altar, sing Krishna's names, associate with devotees, talk about Krishna? That's, that's what they all do for the whole eternity. And all of it is based on the first ingredient, which is called vibhava. So all our sadhana is restoring vibhava. This is proper uh, basis along in the material world <clears throat> we think that I'm in the center and everybody should love me maybe so <laughs> the problem is that uh, the rest of 7 billion people think the same <laughs> so there is a clash, a certain clash. <laughs> uh, and that's how we understand love. That I get love. Uh, what was it? Just recently that was the 50 years of the last album of the Beatles who wrote uh, the love you make is equal to the love you... No, the love you take is equal to the love you make, in the sense of you. 
right? Correct? Is that how it is? So, sadhana uh, <clears throat> means that we establish proper relationship. I am ashraya, I am a vessel of love. And we build the proper vessel to offer love, uh, sweet nectarian love and service to Krishna. And Krishna is the Vishaya. In the material world, I think I am the Vishaya. I am the Ocha. And in the spiritual world, we uh, understand ourselves to be the vessel. There is simpler words like container and even simpler a pot. <laughs> so, <clears throat> it can be a pot, okay. Or if you want, it can be a very beautiful vessel, vase, jewel, uh, jewel vessel <laughs> of love for Krishna. <clears throat> and Krishna is the object. So, this section, so the, our whole anarthanivriti, our whole struggle is to reverse this conception. I am not the object, I am the uh, vessel, I am the giver, I am not the taker. I am a taker. We all are showered by, with, with Krishna's love. You breathe, Krishna gave you air, gave you lungs. Uh, Krishna has given you sun, beautiful sun, sunshine, green uh, uh, vitamin G. Yeah, they say 15 minutes in green scenery reduces your blood pressure by, by 10 points. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, very important for your well-being. If you just have a plant in your office, your creativity increases by 23%. These <laughs> are scientific studies. <laughs> so... That's uh, Krishna. Krishna is showering, is is uh, flooding us with love. Uh, but uh, to actually engage in the exchange, we want to understand that actually it works best if we try to give love to Krishna. So that's about. So that's where the sixty-four qualities are described, because this is the description of Krishna with his sixty-four. Uh, most prominent qualities, and also the same qualities serve as Udipanas, when they are translates as uh, stimulants, but they can be also translated as triggers, and literally, you know, deep. You know what's a deep? What's deep? In Hindi or any Indian language, deep. Lamp. Lamp. And Udip. Udipana, that's you know a lamp lighter or something. Yeah? In, uh, some not incendiary, something that lights lights your heart, lights the lamp of your heart. All the qualities of Krishna are the Udipanas, are the triggers or are the uh, <coughs> lights that start the lamp, the effulgence of the lamp of your heart. When you hear that Krishna is very beautiful, marked with all auspicious characteristics, 
pleasing, effulgent, strong, ever useful, and so forth. Some of you smile, some of you yawn. Uh, yawning is okay. <laughs> Studies show that yawning is a cooling system for the brain. That means your brain is working hard and you are just supplying some cooler air from below. <laughs> At least I prefer to think of it like this. Right? Not that I'm boring, but they are thinking so hard. <laughs> It's also a scientific study. <laughs> any, any questions or points or comments so far? About Yubhava, who is the source, who is the object, about Krishna's qualities, about Krishna being inconceivable, Achintya, about Krishna's name being impossible to hear and to chant. All clear, right? <laughs> <clears throat> we all want to be uh, we, want, we all want to feel loved so if we are to become a vessel or a pot with love for Krishna what about ourselves will we be, will, will we be loved somehow somewhere by somebody Well, if you're a pot full of love, you're in a good place. <clears throat> I can somehow can give you a politically incorrect example. And I think I will. <laughs> uh, <coughs> with all proper disclaimers and indemnity clauses, you will supply also. <laughs> Don't take it uh, wrong. Uh, one, one argument for legalizing uh, drugs, there is one uh, writer, his name is Johann Hari. He's a Swiss living in, in London. I don't know how he got surname Hari. I know in Balkans they have Haris, Hari. Hari, but uh, he's a Swiss person, surname is Hari. So he wrote a book called Chasing the Scream about uh, war on drugs. War on drugs that's been going on for uh, hundred years now, almost hundred years, or less. So <clears throat> one of the, um, the argu arguments for legalizing drugs and having state distribute and 
supervise uh, distribution of drugs to people who want drugs, uh, whatever they are, uh, is that <clears throat> one hand, on one hand people don't die, on the other hand people can be productive, on the other hand uh, why one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest arguments is that both this disproportionate uh, situ situation with disproportionate prices of drugs is created by artificial scarcity like uh, mafia in the United States arose during the years of prohibition when uh, alcohol was banned yes? so because couldn't get it legally, so they were earning a lot of money by selling it illegally, bringing it from Canada and selling it here illegally. Then it was legalized, so they switched over to drugs. In fact, drugs cost pennies, or cents, whatever you call it. They, they are cheap in themselves. Uh, because there's artificial scarcity, you have these drug cartels who make billions. I think, I think what is it? It's a trillion, how many? Uh, correct me, I think it's a couple trillion dollar a year uh, production in the world. So obviously they jump in on it and, and fighting it costs not much less. And this is what she wrote. So, it's, so uh, some people to get drugs become distributors of drugs. They sell drugs to get money to buy drugs to use. So when they have some experiments in Switzerland, in uh, Paraguay, and um, I know about the Swiss experiment, that one thing that happened, it was very interesting, it, it would just go to the hospital, would get their shot. So then, first thing, they stop selling it. They stop selling it, because they don't need uh, to earn money for it. And uh, they don't have to, uh, spoil other people, uh, making them uh, dependent or addicted to drugs because uh, they don't need to sell the drugs. And paradoxically, frequently, within one or two years, they uh, get off drugs, they stop taking them. And they start doing some legitimate business or some, some other enterprise. These deaths, again, I'm not, I said it's slightly politically incorrect because it's a slippery subject which is used in different ways. But Chilaprabha does mention this in Canto 1, saying that when we had prohibition in India, then uh, bad alcohol was being sold in public latrines. So therefore, he says, uh, better to have a government control. Okay. So in other words, uh, have it legalized and not in, in the domain of illegal uh, mafia cartels and so forth. But why am I bringing this up? If you are, if these people become distributors to get it. Right? And so if you become a pot of love, then at least you have it. And uh, this is what Guru Maharaj sa uh, says in um, Four, nine, eleven. This is famous verse. Rupa Goswami says, "Until you become intoxicated with Krishna's qualities, 
you will seek intoxication of material uh, activities. And the biggest intoxication is the whole system. So as compared to these drugs, uh, uh, com com uh, compared to the intoxication of the whole sigo, ahankara matta hoya nitai pada Compared to the false ego, all the drugs of this world are like salt and pepper. <coughs> Nothing is stronger than the So here, Dhruva Maharaj, this is what Dhruva Maharaj is requesting Krishna personally, Krishna Gala Krishna, in person. He says, please, uh, I am drowning in the fire ocean. It's very interesting. There's an ocean with fire waves. It's bad enough, it's an ocean. Uh, it's even worse, it's got, it's got waves of fire. Sounds familiar? Sometimes? <laughs> it's a world. So therefore he's asking, please, uh, give me association of um, your devotees, where bhavad guna katha amrita panna mata. I will be intoxicated with amrita, drinking the nectar of uh, your Nakata. And Sri Prabhupada says in the purport that um, if you hear Krishna Kata, it's easy to cross the ocean relations. One who is actually addicted to this process of Krishna Katha, just as one becomes addicted to intoxicants, it is very easy to cross the whole nations of material existence. So this is the legal intoxication which is desirable. Krishna Krishna guna katamrita pana matta. Alcohol, pana, drinking alcohol is bad. Drinking katamrita is very good. And you may know there is always a competition between Krishna and devotees. Uh, the devotee tries to give, and Krishna tries to give back more. So Prabhupada says, Krishna has ten hands. If he wants to take, how, how can he hold? And if he wants to give, how can he accept so much as, as, as much as Krishna has to give? So, this is the only, in fact, the, the only way to be fully fulfilled. Because then we become part of, a, of, of, of an unlimited river, bhakti, or an ocean flowing through us to Krishna in the service of Shrimadvaratana. Otherwise, maybe somebody will give you a, a, a dripper drop. And that's nice. But that's not our nature. We, all of us, want to be big, nice vessels with flowing nectar. Right?